a lot about the format explorer in the last section when I talked about maybe rules to be changed. Sweeping rule changes. Uh, and this, no, is, this is... No blue. Blue's I would say this this format, though, is the format I interact with the most in this point of my Magic career, which is sad, but it's true. So, like, I wanted to play Modern for the longest time. I bought a lot of Modern cards. I have a Modern deck uh, now, finally. And I haven't really gotten to play it. <laughs> yep, and then it's wah wah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I have it. If I, if modern comes around, I'll, I'll probably play it. I play the uh, the mono black deck in in modern. The mm-hmm. uh, Cabal Coffers deck. I, I'm in love with it. It's it's perfect for me. You mono black. It's, it's not it's not great. Yeah, I know me mono black. But in uh, though they came out with a pioneer format. Unfortunately, it it happened to come out literally right before COVID. Like it came out November 2019. Yeah, COVID happened in March. So like, I bought a, a Pioneer deck that was kind of very similar to my modern deck, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe this will be kind of nice. It's a little <laughs> cheaper. I can just like build into it a little bit. And it's like, no, no more paper magic. Pioneer <laughs> yeah, is uh, you know it's coming to arena. They're getting there. Yes. Yeah, so I got into the Pioneer format uh, when they announced. Sorry. I got into the Explorer format when they announced that they're planning on bringing Pioneer to Arena, which means you can get this whole format for free, essentially. And this is competitively played, so you can qualify for all these types of Pro Tours. In fact, the guy that just got second overall in the Philadelphia Pro Tour qualified by playing on his phone in Arena. That's how he qualified for the Pro Tour. And ended up in second place, which I don't even know how much you make for getting second place. I'm sure $20,000. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, no, I think it's probably more than that, yeah. And, and it's also, probably more than that? All right, well, it might they, be. I don't actually know. And also, they usually just price split up the top anyway. Yeah, usually, generally. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah, you could probably get pretty far in, in that. So, yeah, I started this up. And just the way I am in general, this goes for... Uh, you know, Commander and whatever else. I play pretty off-the-wall, ridiculous decks. No different in Pioneer. I'm not usually playing any meta decks. I have, like, a singular deck that's pretty close to the meta. It is my best win rate deck. However, I just like building my own decks. And Arena is a spot where I don't spend any money, so once I get some of the cards, I build it myself. <laughs> yeah, and it's... That's, that's kind of, I think, the most... Um the like healthy way of looking at it we're just like hey it like if you want to be competitive that's that's great you do that you need to pick like you just pick a deck build it and then you just grind that deck and then make tweaks to it <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, that, and, and don't gonna... don't at that point right just just net deck just go to the tournaments select the decks that win yep Pick up that deck. Pick up one that's uh, <laughs> We're yeah. trying to do something a little different. We're trying. We're trying to break the mold a little. And bit. not to say like, hey, we're all we're still going to play good cards. So that's gonna, mm-hmm. we're going to play like cards. We win games. Like, I mean, you, you heard of our win percentage, right? I'm still yeah. almost sixty percent to win. Like <laughs> six out of four times, I'm going to win. 
Yeah, my, well, six uh, out of four. <laughs> six out of ten. That, that might be <laughs> six, Eric, six out of four times. I'm I'm in the money. I'm I'm winning. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so I just I just wanted to go over some of the cool decks that we've built on Explorer, and uh, some of them are actually really great for someone that maybe is new to Arena, because some of these decks I have great win percentages on, and I'll be honest. I do not play a lot of rares, mostly because I can't. I don't, I don't have. <laughs> They're all I don't the Yeah, I don't have the equity to uh, to play all these rares. So uh, a lot of my decks don't incorporate uh, a whole lot of rares. Some do, but yeah, I mean these are these are some good decks to play. Maybe so. Uh, I'll I'll start off with. Definitely my uh, my top deck, which I mentioned. I have the highest win percentage on it. This is this is just good old Rakdos Sacrifice. This is my... If I had to go to a tournament tomorrow, I would show up with Rakdos Sacrifice. Like, like literally. I own it in paper. Uh, it is just my favorite deck to play. It relies on basically Mayhem Devil, one of my favorite cards ever. And then you just play Cauldron Familiar, Witch's Oven, so you have just, like, infinite sacrifices everywhere, things coming into play. It does so much damage. This deck is insane. It yeah, is so much fun to play. If you look up Rakdos Midrange, a lot of the same cards will be in that. Yeah, and you play... It does have, It does share a lot of the same cards. Yeah, known quantity, good decks. Uh, this is a deck I do have all the rare lands, because I mentioned that in the... In, when we were talking about Arena, I own all of the Blightstep Pathways. I own all of the Blackleaf Cliffs now that they just came out. I own all the Blood Crypts, all the Haunted Ridges, <laughs> all the yeah. Den of the Bugbears and Hives, uh, literally all, and the Takanuma. I, I own the whole mana base. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> all the rare, every land in my deck is rare. I have three mountains, three swamps. That's the only basics. And even those are rare. <laughs> and those are rare. Yeah, I, I didn't pay for a, a basic land package like you did, so I play whatever arena gives you. But honestly, um, you you should pick up some that you like because it's it feels good. It feels good. I know. I know. I I should. I should. I should. It, Dude, the true. the full art um uh neon Dest or uh, neon destiny lands. Oh, those are good. Those are sweet. Those might be the ones that I go with. Yeah, yeah those are those sweet. are especially the swamps look amazing, and and the mountains have dragons on them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah those are good. good. Yeah. Uh, now I, I stretched myself a little bit further. I'll talk about this deck next, and then we'll go into your, one of yours. Uh, and this deck, I have a sixty-four percent win rate on, and this is this does not take a lot of rares. Uh, I invented this deck. I played Eric against it, uh, mm -hmm. so he's seen this. This is an Obosh the Prey Piercer deck, which is a, co a companion that requires everything in your deck to cost odd mana costs. So that is the, the limit on your deck. So it's a fun challenge. We are commander right. players. So we like some deck building challenges. So, And companions are absolutely broken in limited or constructed environments because they're yeah. just... An extra card that I get to play for an extra three mana. I just get this card. Now, this deck is hilarious. I built it around the card Pestilent Spirit, which is a 3-2, two, uh, two and a black spirit. This is one of the rares you'd need for this specific deck to play. It is a Menace Death Touch Spirit, and it gives Instance and Sorceries Death Touch. Now, that's very important. Because I play it alongside cards like End the Festivities, a common one-mana sorcery 
that deals one mana to each opponent and each creature and planeswalker they control. Mm-hmm. So it's a one mana board wipe. Yeah. <laughs> one sided board wipe. As long as you have a pestilence spirit out. It also just happens to be pretty good against all these mana elf decks that everyone plays. Yep, Killing yeah. their turn one mana elf is very good. I have that in mind. Killing two elf. mana elves for one mana. Also very good. <laughs> Turns out, also very good. I think that's the yeah. card that's in my uh, red standard deck as well. I play a couple of those. Some of the end of the festivities, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's an it's interesting... Our, yeah. It's one of those decks that... Surpri- so, in Explorer, there are two decks that you're going to end up facing every other game, which is Mono Green Devotion and Red Black Midrange. They are, like, the best decks in Pioneer, and all their cards are available on Explorer, so they just so happen to also be the best decks in Explorer. And this is one of those decks that I've found surprisingly is fine against both of those matchups. I don't mind either of them. Against green, your plan is to get a Pestilent Spirit out, as well as a flipped Kumano faces Kakazan. Mm-hmm. What that allows you to do is you sweep the board and it exiles everything that got swept. So their old growth trolls don't trigger, their Cavalier of Thorns don't trigger, it kills their whole board. So it's not yep. hard to set up too. Like it sounds like, oh, that's too many cards, you're never gonna get there. No, that that's like Alice Deck plays. There's four copies of everything. <laughs> like that yeah. happens more often than you'd expect. And you could like draw more cards with a fable. And, stuff. and and a mono green deck's not removing any of this stuff. The, yeah. Your stuff stays in play, which is great for me. Uh, now, this deck also plays a lot of cards that are spectacle, which means when they take damage, you get to play a card for one mana. I have three cards. I have Drill Bit, Light Up the Stage, and Skewer the Critics. All three are spectacle for one mana. <sighs> Drill Bit I... is a Thought Seize, Light Up the Stage is a Draw Two, Skewer is a uh, like yeah, <laughs> those were my bread and butter back in the day. <laughs> what the spectacle those. cards? Yeah, just those yeah. Um, for yeah, all those like and yeah. all of those yeah. are common or uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, super they're easy to build this deck. I have Okiba to Reckoner Raid as a spectacle enabler that gives you a two-two menace at the end of the day. Uh, Kumano faces Kakazan. I mentioned is an uncommon. I do play two Chandra Dress to Kill. She's so good in the deck though she's insane she's a mythic uh it's not too hard to get mythics surprisingly i find myself more constrained on rares than i do mythics yeah there's just fewer so i think it's because their mythics are so much less flexible than rares so they'll be like yeah. a rare that's like okay it's good in like a bunch of decks so you need a four of them um also chandra yeah so like but a lot of mythics they'll just be like you only need or like you might, yeah, I, you play might two. Four, I play two. I play two. I play a Chandra just to kill in my uh, standard. Not a red. She's just a great card. I would pick up some Chandra's. Yeah, if you can she's uh, she's incredible. I've played with her enough times to be like, wow. She always impresses me. Yeah. I also I have two Bone Crusher Giants. Um, mm. That card should probably be a four of. Uh, it's amazing. It's it's just it's so good. In this format. It's yeah. so good. I, I only have two, so I play two. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would play four of that card though. <laughs> so like, 
But again, I'm, I'm spending my rares on the lands. I'm not really spending them. Like, I guess I opened enough Eldraine at one point to have had, be lucky enough to have two bone crushes. Right. Blessed with that two. That might be a card and, you want. You know, two drop that also satisfies the uh, the deck building constraint. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. It's broken in any Obosh deck for sure. Which is why it should probably just be a four of as well. I mean, card is insane. It's just above rate on every end of its spectrum. It, it maybe should it should have been a three two. It shouldn't be a four three. Yeah, it's so good with a static effect that if you targeted it, it deals two to you. Like yeah. this card's insane. This yeah, it, I don't it's know. Pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Anyway, that's my uh, one of my. My go-to builds that I created that I'm very proud of, that, that I enjoyed. Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to kind of go to... Um, so one of, the, one of the reasons why you might be attracted to Explore is it's not rotating. Yes. Um, but it kind, there's like a soft rotation when new either cards get entered in the format. Mm. Um, so like I built this... Uh, Abzan, like mid-range kind of blink style. Not, it's not really blink, but you know, basically built around Sea Dragon because I love Sea Dragon. <laughs> Eric picked up Sea Dragon's people, and he wanted to play, and I wanted to play him. And I built this deck kind of a little while ago when there was a lot of, I mean, there's still a lot of Grease Fang bumping around, a lot of the Rakdos mid-range stuff where it kind of worked out where you could just have a bunch of graveyard trespassers and like gain some life. And then just kind of like, okay, you're just going to block me and sacrifice your creature. But see, Rhino is a four or five with trample. So it's just going to work out. Mm-hmm. And with enough graveyard hate and enough interaction, you could just, you could just get there. Right. Now you just get completely dumpstered by, uh, the, any of the devotion decks, <laughs> the mono green, yeah, mono I don't green. think you can beat it. I don't. I literally don't think you could beat it. No, and probably, what about the Rakdos mid range? I feel like that deck would wreck you as well. Yeah, they get they got a bunch of new cards that kind of just work out. <laughs> <laughs> the the Rakdos mid range, what it, if it's like really based on recurring things with uh, like cat oven and stuff? It's not as bad because Which is the, that's more of the sacrifice version. That's that's not more the mid range won't play. Yeah. Right, yeah. So the the sacrifice version was fine because yeah. you have enough like graveyard interaction where like mm. eventually you're gonna get them where you can just exile their cats out of the graveyard. Um, Got it. Because you also can play like I imagine Rhino's pretty good in that matchup too. Rhino's pretty like good in that matchup. Five that gains three, yeah. Because then they can't enough. they can't actually block it. Like that's yeah. the best part about the cat. Speaking of me as a as a sack player, I, I I'd be scared of it. Yeah, you you yeah. slam down a Rhino and I'm like damn. Like, like, crap. If anything with trap. Mayhem Devil has a really hard time getting through five toughness. That's dude. That's asking. It's a lot. Way too much. The only the only way you could beat that is uh you just get a revolted fatal push. That, and right. Get that exactly. Off the board. Um. So and coming back to that, it's just like oh man, you you have to know when it's time to say goodbye to those <laughs> you love. And ba- basically, I, I'm working on rebuilding it now. Um, I still just want to have Seed Rhino work, so it's probably going to turn more into a uh, like like Blink style deck, essentially, like trying to. Well, I mean, I wonder, Eric, in two months' time when Thalia comes out, what the deck could become? Maybe because Thalia is going to be like literally insane in an Abzan mid range deck. That is that is your best card. Right, that is yeah. infinitely better than Seed Rhino. 
Yeah, exactly. Like you, you can get so, you can get some good stuff together, and, and like there are definitely other cards that are like signs of the time. Like Paradise Druid used to be a good mana dork because it's hexproof the first time. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you go like turn one Thossies, turn two Paradise Druid, turn three Rhino, and then just like your Rhino is the biggest thing on the board, and it's not true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also it's not like this deck was like. Tier one, tier two, anyway. So you're just trying to trying to get through on your own. Um, yeah. But the good thing—that's the good thing about solo spending uh, your wild cards on your mana base. Because if you spent all your wild cards on cards that will eventually like become not good anymore, or like, hey, you want to move from best of one to best of three. So a lot of, now you need to have 15 more cards you have to craft. Well, <laughs> guess what? Your mana base stays the same. Like you still have all the shock plans, you still have all the good stuff. So you're kind of you just be like, okay, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little faster, or I'm gonna, that I'm gonna is, use this. That is one thing to say about the deck that you're proposing as well that you that you have already too. Uh, you're playing three colors, so you really need to spend those card wild cards on the at that mana base. That's so important. Like yeah. you you, I'm playing a lot of two color decks, which like you can get away with it if you don't have like a million of them but like three colors god you you better have like a fleshed out mana base yeah and, and once you get it then you just feel like everything costs colorless because you're just like oh i just yeah. want to have everything but yeah once once you get the good mana base down then you, then you can be really flexible how many in a mid-range deck are you playing it uh, all the fast lands like you're playing blooming marshes and let's see courtyards or no? um, and now razor roots thicket but i doubt you have those by now yeah, I don't think I have those because again, I'm kind of like just coming back in there. So I have a lot of the because again, since it's three colors, that means you get to play more of like the shock lands, so you can play more of the check lands too. Um, oh, it kind of yeah. just works out that way. Um, the the fast lands are fine. I also I kind of like playing the triumphs a little bit. Do you have the Indathas? Yeah, the Indathus Triumph, again, because that way it allows you to play your check lands, basically, yep. as just straight-up duels, and you can just cycle them away. Uh, which and check lands are the ones that they enter, they look for one of the two basics, and they say they come in untapped. Yeah, right, I yeah. like those. Those lands are actually decent. I actually play quite a few yeah. of those. And like those are the ones that actually like work better in three-colored decks than straight-up two-colored. I mean, they still right. work in two-colored decks, but like... Did you just have more of everything around it, like more of the basic lands? Yeah, kind of works out. Some of the slow lands too, I imagine. Right? They're 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 really good. Especially yeah, yeah. Plus you have two or more other lands. Those those are good. Yeah, those cards are great. Yeah, and basically, yeah, because like you know, if I don't play sets of four of all the shock lands, but like if you did, that's twelve of your lands right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so though you, you don't really need much else. Yep. All right, I'll bring uh, up my next deck. Yeah. If you, uh, all right, yeah. my next deck is one that I think you could run with hardly any rares, and it's so powerful, and people hate playing against it. I have a seventy-eight percent win rate with this deck, which is unbelievably high. That's higher than my stack deck. Now it's not as many games, so that would be why. But that's yeah, I was so gonna high. say like. <laughs> Um, I am. I'm nine and three. Like, yeah, it's that's, that's you play it tight, yeah. Twelve games, but still, it's a it's mm-hmm. a deck that wins. Okay, it's a deck that wins. Uh, this is is it Drake's 
So it's red, red, blue, and it's like literally all uncommon and common spells. Nice. Four copies of Consider, which is a common. Four copies of Opt, which is a common. Two copies of Spell Pierce at common. Four copies of Fiery Impulse at common. Nice. Uh, one of the new uncommons, Fires of Victory, which is actually my least favorite card in the deck. It's like a removal spell that deals damage equal to the number of cards in your hand. But you can also draw a card for five mana if you kicked it. I don't love it. I would want to replace that. Uh, a braid, which is really good in the format. Dealing yeah. three to a creature or killing an artifact is really important. You need charter courses, which is an uncommon. But still, all of those. that And that's like... All, and then I place some strangles, which is just deal three. Yeah. Planeswalker or creature. And then, you, and then your main threats are four c- crackling drakes. I will say you have to spend four rares, but this is a rare card that you you should play if you're playing if you plan on playing Explorer in any capacity. Play four of this card. It's Fable of the Mirror Breaker from Kamigawa. If this card is unbelievable, if you play Magic in any capacity or have consumed anything, this card you is, should know about this card. It this is an insanely ubiquitous card. In this all arena is- formats. And, like, when you look at it, it, like, I was like, oh, it just does a lot. You're like, oh, but <laughs> it's fine. Like, whatever. It's okay. And then it's just, it's like, right. any deck with red, it's like, oh, well, four of that. Obvious. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, and it, it just works. It works in everything. It's, it doesn't matter Hard. what kind of deck it is. It's insane. It's just, like, oh, uh, and it plays four frame of the mirror breaker. And you're just, like. Really? Like, okay, I got like does it have any sort of like no, it's just good. It's just the best it's just the best card. I am proud of this, Eric. Ooh, is this a I bought Yeah, oh yeah. Ooh. I have all four of my mirror breakers. One is the uh the nice. showcase version, and I have one foil version. Nice. Uh, which nice. is not then because again with these dual sided ones well, it's fine. <laughs> they four <laughs> hilariously it's okay because yeah. if they both sides force themselves they balance out yeah i bought these for five dollars when i was like this card seems great i want to play this card and they're now like twenty dollars each so yeah in paper it's a little harder to buy them but <laughs> in it luckily in this format it's two dollars and fifty cents a card as we've learned from buying your uh, rare rock odds. Yeah, yeah get four fable and mirror breakers this card is completely busted uh, what's good about playing a two-color deck, again, we mentioned the mana base is not too intensive. I only have, like, I have a single Riverglide Pathway in here. I play three of Shivan Reefs just because I was lucky enough to open those. I play a single Steam Vents, a single Storm Carved Coast, a single Sulphur Falls. Uh, I have an Odawara, because that's a really, really important land, actually, from Kamigawa. I have the Den of the Bugbears, like I mentioned, and I have one of the Hall of Storm Giants, which is a good card, uh. That's it though. It, it, that's like it's it's like yeah. yes, mana base, which we mentioned is what you should spend on. Like right. the, I'm telling you to buy or buy wild card four fables, which you should have because they're played in every red deck. You're playing Magic Gathering. Yeah. You're playing Magic. Yeah, get four Honoria. fable of the mirror breakers. If Eric was playing red in his mid range deck, he would have played them too. I mean, like you oh, just yeah. you just need four oh, yeah. of this card. So oh, just yeah. use four on this card. And you'll be so happy you did that. <laughs> it's using Otherwise, it. this whole deck is commons and uncommons, and I win 78% of the time so cool. far. Uh, yeah, deck's insane. Yeah, I also play four Ledger Shredders, but I don't think that card's actually... You don't actually need that card. 
I think there's cards that are better than that card, to be honest. Yeah, the uh, getting a good budget Explorer deck is a lot of fun. Because you feel yeah. like that deck, like you're 9-3 and three so far, and it feels fun winning with cards that are just uncommon nonsense. Yeah, everyone else is like, he, this person hasn't played anything less than a rare their entire game, and I've crushed it. <laughs> this is my end of it. For sure. That's why I'm so excited about that one. Yeah, it was it was the quickest thing to build. I think I literally like looked up that list and went like, oh, pfft, I need four fables. And I was like, yeah, I should I should craft four fables. And I just did it. I was like, yeah, I'll craft four fables and bam, deck is made. Mm -hmm. And I just started winning and I was like, yeah, this is good. It's good to have also, we should mention because of like arena tips, right? You want decks of different colors because there's quests that rely on needing yep. to cast certain spells of certain colors. So you don't want all your decks to be red-black because then you need all of your quests to be fulfilled by, you know, a blue deck comes up and you're like, dang it, I have no yeah, decks that you you spell. just, uh, there was like the, the 500 gold quest, like play 25 lands. You're like, I heard on Dragon Party, I should just re-roll this. And it's just like, play 15, yeah, now, 20 blue 50, spells. Play all blue spells. And you're like, yeah. ah. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> because both of my first two things I named were red black decks, which makes sense because I bought the mana base for that. Hmm. So red black is naturally going to be my best color that I'm playing. Right, yeah, you're going to be playing it the most. Um, what else you got? What else you got for us? So I, I do actually have a second Explorer deck. I thought it only had one, but I forgot. No, I you have two. I played you. I played another one against exactly. You. So my other one is like blue black rogues, which I I played a couple games uh, right now, and I'm having a lot more fun with it now than I was back then. The deck's great, literally. When you played me against me, you crushed me with it, and I was like, <laughs> like whoa! I never even seen I was that. like, wow. I guess my deck is not built to beat this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it, yeah, it's it's a little bit better now because again, like graveyard hate was much more popular, and the, this deck, it's basically there's a bunch of cards that say you mill two cards or whatever, but it's really just like to get to eight cards. Right, right, right. It's almost like the 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 new Phyrexian all will be one, the corrupted mechanic, right? Exactly. Where you're just like looking for a single number to reach. You don't actually care about that strategy. You don't want to right. toxic them to ten. You just want to mill them enough yeah, that there's a, there's there. enough cards in there, and then you yeah. don't care. But people freak out. They're like, he's boys. So like the the main two cards is Thieves Guild Enforcer. It's a one drop flash whenever it or another rogue and ETBs opponent mills two cards, and if there's any more cards in the graveyard, it gets plus two plus one death touch. So it's a one one that becomes a and th that one's at rare. Touch. That's a rare, right? That's, That's a rare. rare yeah. Um, the other main one is Soaring uh, Thought Thief, also flash flying. That's uncommon though. Uncommon. If opponent has any more cards in your graveyard, it, rogues you control get plus one plus zero, oh, and whenever one of our rogues you control attacks, each one kills two cards. Um, and there's just a bunch. There's drown the lock, which is a counter spell slash kill spell based on CMC in the opponent's graveyard. Uh, Newsflash: getting to eight, pretty much that's anything. <laughs> yeah. hey, they're casting to fairy. That's gone because they have five yeah. cards in their graveyard. Whatever. Also, there's it, which I've kind of cut down on recently. I mean, from Drown the Lock's a very good card. Drown the Lock's good. Into the story, it's a seven mana instant that 
get draws for. But if they have seven or more cards in the graveyard, it's a four mana instant. Pretty good. Um, Pretty good. So when you're holding up your Drown of the Locks to counter their spells and they don't do anything, you just go, oh, oh it's destroy for four and then draw four cards. Yeah, interestingly, uh, Delve cards, the draw Delve cards are legal in Pioneer format, but they are not on Explorer yet. Uh, yeah, I think they're historic only, right? No, 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 no. They're just not even on Arena. They're not oh, even really? on Historic. Yeah, they are not on Arena yet. Huh. Okay. So, uh, yeah, one of those things that, for instance, that is a Drake deck. It, man, I would play four Treasure Cruise immediately. That card oh, would be yeah, insane be, in that, that might deck. Be, is that even banned in Pioneer? No, it's not. It was just oh. insane. <laughs> But and that card's that common, so like once they do bring it to arena, I think that deck is going to get a it's going to be huge boost. Yeah, yeah. Now another unfortunate important card is uh, Brazen Borrower, which is a mythic. But like you said, yeah, mythic's a little easier. That's easier, and And that's a very playable mythic that you could. I could use that card in my Isaac Drake's deck. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. So it allows you to bounce any non-land permanent for two. Also, as flash. Flying Rogue for 3-1. Yeah. Um, hey, they're printing that new Fairy Rogue, Eric, that we saw in March. That'll make yeah. the deck better. The fairy Mastermind. That'll fairy be a Mastermind. good Rogue. Zooport Duelist. I just want another Flash 1-drop. So there's a lot of Flash creatures in here. That's kind of the, the kind of the whole deal. You kind of just like... It's kind of a draw-go style deck, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. also aggressive. So it, it is kind of fun. I think, to my surprise, I think the biggest card for that deck is the Soaring Thought Thieves. I think that yeah, card is... It's a surprise. It's it's very surprisingly powerful. <laughs> it's because it, as soon as it what's it become like a three two flyer or it becomes a two three flyer. But it's all rogues get plus one plus L. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So if you had multiple, yeah, I think that's what it was. Is you had like two of them, yeah, and all of a sudden you were hitting me for like six in the air, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, dead. Hey, what next turn? <laughs> exactly, and, and it it goes from like. Oh, I have um, like I have four cards in my graveyard. This my uh, thieves guild enforcer is fine. Like it's whatever. Okay, end of turn. Flash in soaring thoughts. Sothi mill two attack. Mill another two. <laughs> no, oh this this uh, thieves guild went from a one one to a four two death touch, and I'm being attacked by this three two. Like Crazy. oh no, I, like the whole and I can't. And, and did you also you played the full four thoughts thoughtsies? Full four thoughtsies. And yeah, yeah. That's another important rare, but it's an important in the format. Like, you're going to want four thoughtsies. Yeah. Probably. Especially if you plan on playing black. Yeah, exactly. It's just and the like, best card in the format. I'm playing Fatal Push. Uh, there, I'm this, playing is, Fatal this, Push. Is, this is more of a uh, best of one kind of style deck, to be honest. Like, you can just. Really? Get yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hang in on the best of three. No, but like, I you have. have sideboard. Uh, there's some pretty good sideboard cards like Weathered Runestone, Mystical Dispute. Um, I play a Rankle on the sideboard and Slither Wisp. It's not a rogue, but it has flash. Whenever you cast another spell that has flash, you draw a card. Each spell loses life. So for the grindy stuff, for the the control deck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like I might take out a, like, I don't know, one of my, like, I play a Silver Fur Master, so it's a ninja, but each ninja and rogue can plus one plus one. Or plus one, plus one. So I might like take out those and just play a Slither Wisp or a um, Rankle. Stuff like that. Alright, right. I like it. I like it. It's just a lot of fun. You just kind of like it. No one understands what the deck's supposed to do. I'm and... surprised it, doesn't, it isn't a little bit more popular. But i be honest. I Besides you, I've seen it in a thousand games of Explorer. 
I've seen it exactly once. Yeah, I, I'm going to be playing more games with it just to see how it works now that I've come back. Well, uh, I was going to say, here's the biggest thing, Eric. Get four Dark Slick Shores, man. That car is going to be insane for the deck. Yeah. yeah. You Dark get Slick the blue-black Fastland now. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's going to help the deck so... Because you have literally Soaring Thought Thief that you want to play on turn two. Yeah. Like, exactly. it's going to help so much. I yeah, think the, that the, getting the fast man out is, is going to be sweet. And I love coming back to these old things because I'm just like, ooh, I have a Kaido. Like, maybe Kaido would work in this deck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of nice. Um, yeah, it's just fun to kind of come back to these old extended formats. And, like, again, this, this I, I'm not building this deck to be like, oh, I'm going to get to Mythic with this or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I, listen, I haven't ever gotten a mythic either, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just the guy that does his four dailies a day, so I can build more decks. Hey, more it's money. honest work, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't go full on. Now I will tell you the farm and gold and XP in Magic Arena. I'll now bring to you guys the deck that I'm proudest of inventing that uh, I've never seen anyone play because I'm the only one that plays it uh, ever, and I have a 67 percent win rate on. With over a hundred games played, so I'm, I'm doing incredible on this deck. This is definitely the deck that, like, I would bring to FNM and be so proud to play and dumpster people on who are just not expecting this not at all. Crap. And I will say the deck is better in paper than it is in Explorer because there's one main thing that you're missing that if they ever bring it to Explorer, I will be so excited. It's a land that's rare, unfortunately, but <laughs> and it's so niche. It's only for this deck. This is, of course, Adventure Fair. What's that? Was it? Is it Adventure's Fair? No, I have Adventure's Fair in the deck. Oh, that okay. is legal. That one is legal. I have that in the deck. Uh, this is, of course, my Metalwork Colossus deck. Clip. Now, this has been seen, and I got this idea. Not, I didn't like literally invent this idea out of nowhere. There was in. Japan, a mono red Colossus deck that went like 5-0 or like did well in a tournament or something like mm-hmm. that that got posted. All based off of when New Capenna came out, the card Brass Knuckles came out, which is yeah. an uncommon that for four mana, it's an equipment that doubles itself. So it puts eight mana in artifacts into play for four mana. And it's just an equipment that has equip one and gives a creature double strike. Why that's important is it works so well with Metalwork Colossus, who is looking for any artifacts in play, will reduce its mana cost from 11 to 0, and you get to play a 10-10. Yeah, so weird, weird rules thing with tokens. Like, when you create a token copy of it, it retains characteristics like mana value. So yes. when, the metal, when the Knuckles come into play... If you copy... Well, if you just created a token, it, it right. is a token. It's just a token. But if yeah, you a human token if copy is, the spell as a token, that comes yeah. in as full mana. Because it is so weird. the knuckles say, like, create a copy, a token yes. copy. It says when you cast spell. a spell, copy it, which you're copying the spell. Which, if you copy the spell, it becomes literally what the spell is, which is a right. four mana artifact. Yeah, and it's it's relevant too because you're giving a ten ten double strike yeah. that generally turns out to be pretty good in a format where people have twenty life, right? Um, Which is so pretty good. But what if it yeah. dies, Brett? Well, what if it dies? Yeah, what what if it dies? That's a good question. How uh, it has an ability from the graveyard to say sacrifice two artifacts, return it to your hand. 
Normally, I just have extra artifacts lying around. I'll sacrifice, bring it back to my hand, slap it down for zero mana again. It's so easy to do. Uh, this deck only has... It has a couple more rares because I started adding more rares here and there. As I've, I love this deck, so mm -hmm. I want to bring some better cards into it. It really only needs the four Metalwork Colossuses, so we're talking like literally four rares is what you need. However, I will say cards like... I play the Celestis, which is a three mana mana oh, rock. I haven't seen it. It is place. so good in this deck. Uh, a three mana mana rock seems like it would be pretty middling. However, this one, it's really important to have a three mana, three mana mana rock in this deck. Surprisingly, how, with just how it works so well with curving into what you want with the brass knuckles, is eight plus three turns out equals eleven. So you want a three mana something in play when you play, or at least three mana in artifacts yeah. in play when you cast your Brass Knuckles so you can slam down your Colossus. And it happens to be, uh, it's a legendary, so I only play two. But once you get them in play, you this thing gains you. I've literally gained like 12 life off of this card before. It's unbelievable. Celestia <laughs> is like, it shouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> it shouldn't. I agree. But I will never cut it from the deck because yeah. <laughs> it's it's so incredible. I I went from one to two. I played one because it was legendary, so I was like, ah, I never want to play two. The thing is, if you draw the second one, discard it to its damn ability, and yeah, you're golden. And you're you good. just keep going. <laughs> you're fine. You're just like, oh wait, it's so good. Uh, I play cards like Prophetic Prism, Gilded Pinions, and uh, you need four of Wedding Invitation. This is a very important card in the deck. Wedding Invitation is two just mana. a good card anyway. Which one? Wedding Invitation is just a good card. It's surprisingly good, isn't it? Yeah, so it's just a two-mana draw card artifact, but you can tap to sacrifice it and give oh, it an unblockable person. I was just thinking of Wedding Announcement, sorry. I don't play any Wedding Announcement. Yeah, that card is great, but this card is mono-blue. I have seen this deck be played as white-blue. However, I think you make your mana worse, and that's a big deal. And I play four of Moonsnare Prototype, which you need to because you want to get to that four mana as fast as possible. Uh, this, this deck's all about the combo, man. I, I slam Metalwork Colossus on turn three, and I attack you for 20 on turn four. <laughs> most people can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, most, that, yeah, that's, In that's fact, a problem. In fact, 67% of people can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, in the, um, yeah, it kind of sounds like you, you have to mulligan aggressively to make sure you got your stuff. Yeah, surprisingly, I don't mull too often. I should mull more. The, the player that I am, I don't love mulling. Now, you do have, you have cards that let you dig so much deeper, that like, which is why I don't mull too often. I have four Witching Wells, which allow you to scry four, and if, if you have to for four mana, draw two. I have uh, four Glint Nest Crane, which allows you to look at the top four, put an artifact in your hand. I have a Tezzeret's Gatebreaker, which is a rare, but it allows you to search the top five to grab an artifact. It's an artifact that costs four mana, so it allows you to cast your middle one. It works so well in this deck, surprisingly. It's the most random rare ever. I wouldn't recommend spending, like, unless you're dedicated on playing you, this deck. You, you like, actually like drafted, it. and you're like, oh, I guess, I guess I'll throw it in. Yeah, it's M19, so I doubt you ever will. But it also has an ability that's five, uh, sorry, six. It's five and a blue. Sa sacrifice it. All creatures get unblockable for the turn. So Which it's nice gives you that when you're attacking for 20. <laughs> when you're attacking for 20, it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It's like it works so perfectly in the deck, it's weird. 
I also play some common lands that, because I'm mono-colored or really important, like Radiant Fountain, gains mm-hmm. me my life back that I need. Yeah, you play Field of Ruin because you need to knock out all the important lands in this format. There's so many of the man lands yeah. that, that show up. They're in every deck, so you have to destroy them. <laughs> Nick those if you, if you can. Nick those against the control decks, you destroy their hall of the, the the giant lord or whatever. It's like one of their win conditions, and you just get rid of it. It's gone. Yeah. I play an Odawara because I mentioned I had that card. You just play one, but it literally saves you sometimes. And, and it's just yeah, it's just so nice. You play it one of in any blue deck and explorer, and it yeah. just works out. And then I also play four Darksteel Citadels. It's just an uncommon, but it's an artifact land, which is important because you can find it with stuff like your Glitness Crane. Mm-hmm. Or even your your gatebreaker because it's an artifact card. So it's like, I don't know this this deck is incredible. One card that I'm surprised to run, but I actually found that you need to run it is this common from Streets of New Capenna called Gilded Pinions. It's just a two mana artifact equipment equipped for two that gives a creature flying, but it ETBs and gives you a treasure. I don't know why this thing is so relevant or why it's so good, but I've cut Wait. it and been like. I freaking need that card. Sense. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I, it, every time I play it, it well, gives you three a, mana, right? Yeah, like, that's what it's just. It's, it's surprising how good this thing is in this deck. It's just like you can't cut it. I, it seems like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be good because yeah. one of your eight, cre- four of your eight creatures already have flying in the Glintness Crane, right. <laughs> and this card just says give flying. But the fact that it comes in and gives you two artifacts that you can immediately sacrifice to bring back a Colossus, it's it's just good. And it's it gives you good. flying, you can equip that, and the Knuckles, I think you need to have two equipment. To two equipment, strike. yep. So, so it's the they other can counter equipment. one. Yeah, it's it literally just works in this deck. You need it. You need mm. It's a common, so who cares? So play it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so proud of this deck. Uh, in, in the sideboard, some important things. Unfortunately, the sideboard is all rare. It is literally all rare. That's kind of the unfortunate yeah. aspect of a lot of Explorer decks. Where if you're playing best of three, like the sideboard slots sometimes can be just like pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. And these are super important, unfortunately, because I, they're rare for a reason, though. They dumpster certain decks at certain times. Yep. So I have I have the unlicensed hearse, which dumpsters graveyard decks. You had mentioned mm-hmm. it hurts your deck. Yeah. So I play that. I have two Pithing Needles. It stops. There's so many activated abilities in Explorer, it's insane. If yeah. I, I'd probably play another Pithing Needle. I should go to three, but of course they're rare, so it's hard to get them. Uh, I have also two Sorceress Spyglass, though. It's the same thing as Pithing Needle, except you also get to look at their hand. And I don't mind you the know? extra mana, because it's an extra mana in play for the Colossus. Other than that, I just play a bunch of counter spells. I have spell pierces and metallic rebukes, which are all commons, and disruption mm-hmm. protocol, which is a hard counter spell for two. You just have to tap an artifact. I have plenty of those. Like right, millions. Yeah, exactly. Of those. I, don't, I don't care. Uh, I also play a Psy Master Thopterist, and that's actually a pretty important one. I feel like that that's a good like alternative plan. It's a really like, oh, important mode. Yeah, he he's a one four for three, but it gives you a one one flyer for every time you cast an artifact spell. It's surprisingly relevant. Mm-hmm. You crap out a bunch of thopters, and I also play the Antiquities War, which is it's really good. It's actually nice. so good against control nice. decks. This card is insane. It's a three-mana enchantment, and it, it does the same thing as that Gatebreaker did, except it's not an artifact that counts for four. 
which is why I don't play it in the main deck as much. But at its turn three is that it makes all your artifacts become five five. So it's just another yeah. win condition. It's just you win. Yeah. Yeah. And the other win condition I play with is Karn Sign of Urza. He's in the main deck, but I play two of them. Uh, it allows you to give it uh, get a zero zero that gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. Most of the time, I have at least ten, so it's also a ten ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time I get to it, and it's also insane against control, so that's why I play that one. So there Sweet. you go. Yeah, super proud of that deck. That 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 one's that one's uh that's a dragon party special right there. <laughs> no way anyone else plays that. That's a dragon party special. No way anyone plays Mono Blue Colossus. So. Uh, and, and then the the one I'm most excited to build next. I don't know what you're building next. I have one in mind. It's a I have a Golgari Citadel deck. It's Bolas's Citadel. Oh, with uh, a Tyvar. I'm gonna build Tyvar next. Yeah, exactly. Th th this deck doesn't play Tyvar. It plays a bunch of creatures like Zulaport Cutthroat and stuff to like gain life when creatures die. Tyvar wouldn't necessarily be good. In oh it. well, with um the priest. Yes, I, that's the deck I want to build next. Well, I have with, one priest, I need four of them. Right, but with like Tyvar, Priest, and Zulaport Cutthroat, you can activate the priest immediately. Yep. And then yep. So that's the deck I'm building next. Again. I have all the Zulaport Cutthroats, I have all the Woe Striders for it, I have all the Elves. You should definitely play Tyvar in that deck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, the, 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 There's no Bola Citadel in this deck. Oh, deck okay, I'm talking about. This is, yeah, I, I need the four priests, I only have one. So that's three... I have two Tyvars already that I was lucky enough to open. I need two more because you need to play the first mm -hmm. four. Yeah. Uh, I want to play the new Vran card, which is like the two yeah, mana two two that drains two. Super uh, super zoo part. Yeah. I have a collected company. More like so two Laporte company deck. Yeah. So that's the deck I'm I'm interested in playing next. I need literally like four rare wild cards to play. Actually, a little bit more. I don't have. Blooming Marshes yet. And I need to get those first. Mm. Yeah, if you, like, take a couple sets off, it's so, like all of a sudden there's, like, so many lands that you just don't have. I mean, this was back in Kaladesh. I, I never got yeah. any Blooming Marshes, unfortunately. Exactly. But I need those. I need the Blooming Marshes. Yeah, I think I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to try to rebuild my... Um, uh, Abzan Midrange. There's some... I mean, there's really good cards. <laughs> yeah. in those colors and that's the best part about mid-range you can just be like yeah sure I'll just play a bunch of stuff <laughs> but sure. yeah I've been I've been playing a lot more standard lately so which is a good way to get into Pioneer though a lot of the standard cards are so mm -hmm. powerful nowadays that if you're just building strong standard decks you'll eventually yeah. get there with some yeah, of I've been, decks. I've been loving my uh, my white green toxic yeah venerated rot priest I love it. That's a good card. Yeah, cool. The other, the other one that I'm pretty close to uh, finishing is uh, the Transmog deck into Atraxa. Right. Have you seen that? I'm pretty close to that. I have all the Atraxas. I have all the Fables. Obviously, you need Fable. Mm. I play Obnixilis which, in that deck, but I need the Asika's Chariots, which is hard to get, and I need the Transmogrify, which Transmogrify is a very hard one to spend your rares on. It's like it's so niche. What about um? Could you Chariot just use? Chariot is a little more broad. Is um? I have four creativities already. Unfortunately, yeah, okay. creativity doesn't work it. with all the artifacts you want to play. Right. You can't play chariot. Right. You can't play and chariot creativity. and creativity. 
So I could adjust the deck to make, but the, unfortunately if you're playing creativity, now you need to be like 100% red because creativity requires three red. Yeah, if you're playing three colors, you probably can get away with it reasonably well. And with, um, I mean, with Fable, you get the treasure so, from the creature attacking. Yeah. So you just kind of all... It, Which it, is it another... Good. Uh, yeah, Fables. You need Fables. You need Fables. So that's the other one I'm pretty close to finishing. I'll get there eventually. I'm not worried about it. It'll be a good deck when I get Wait. to it. <laughs> it'll still be good. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. It'll still be good. All right. That's it for our Explorer decks. Hope you enjoyed and got some... Uh, Got a little bit of inspirato from that. <laughs> uh, until next time, party on. Party on.